Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The way we work is changing. So for the next couple of Fridays, we're going to talk about where it might be headed. We're kicking things off today by talking about surveillance. It used to be hard to play Candy Crush in the office, knowing your boss could just look over your shoulder and catch you. Then came the pandemic, and we all brought our work home. But turns out, your bosses have found ways to keep an eye on you still. Surveillance software is something that companies have been using for years. It's not necessarily new, but there is an increase in usage there. Danielle Abril writes about technology and its impact on workers for The Washington Post. Now, there are some really cool or creepy, depending on who you are, use cases of the software and technological advances that are doing things like facial recognition, where the software will actually be able to tell who's doing the work. And if it's not you and it doesn't match your face or, God forbid, you turn away from the screen or a child enters the screen or a dog enters the screen... It kicks you off because it assumes that that sensitive information could be at risk or it may not be you anymore. So beyond faces, what kind of information can employers see when they're using the software? So some of the more traditional software that companies are using are things that are like key loggers or screenshotting software, things that can record video to show exactly what you were doing at certain hours. It can also possibly have access to your camera, to your audio. So they might know not only what's on your screen and what you're surfing on the web or what emails you're checking or what social media you're on, but also what's happening in your household and who's in the picture and who you're talking to and what conversations you're having in the presence of your work devices. And what categories of workers does this tech mainly affect? It sounds like it's mostly office workers. So our story mostly focused on office workers. And in all fairness, most of this software was traditionally used in the office. So it seemed like less sensitive, so to speak. You were at work, on your work device, you're in a cube. So it's a much more sterile environment. As we've moved to remote work and work from home, that's when a lot more questions have come up because, you know, you do have your family and your background. You do have your children by you, maybe going to school on their laptops, or, you know, maybe you're having to set up a doctor's appointment or check your bank account while you're working because of this new work-life situation that we're all experiencing. Well, like you said before, and to use your word, that does sound a little bit creepy. Why do companies say that they're doing this? Yeah. So in all fairness, the software can be used for 
productivity purposes and for purposes that could be very useful to a business. Um, it's really up to the employer to decide how creepy they want to get with this software. So employers traditionally use this for several reasons. One is to protect sensitive documents, to make sure that only the person who needs to see these sensitive documents are seeing them. Two, to track the productivity, especially in a work from home environment. You want to know that your employees are actually working. And I think a lot of employers, this was the first time that they were not able to manage their employees just from a visual level to pass by and say, okay, you know, Danielle is working today. I can see her working, just making sure that everything's getting done. In your reporting, you spoke to a woman in Ohio, Carrie, who had to use the software for work. Could you tell us a little bit about her story? It's interesting because this software was basically, this is the facial recognition software that we were discussing earlier. And this software was meant for lawyers, again, with the idea of protecting sensitive information and also just being able to log billable hours. As you know, that's a a big deal in, in the legal industry. So Carrie was using this facial recognition software. Basically, she couldn't log into her job. She couldn't count billable hours until she turned on the software and it would track her face. And as long as she was on and working and sort of somewhat stable in her position, she was okay. But anytime she moved, anytime she did anything, she found the software to be really glitchy, really temperamental, and it would just boot her off, kick her off of what she was doing. And she would have to restart the whole thing over again, which you could argue has elements of creepiness and also elements of just frustration. So Carrie had a really hard time dealing with, you know, I have to constantly be on and my face on and be, you know, still and just to get my job done. Did she say anything specifically about the psychological impact of having a camera constantly watching her work? Yeah, a lot of workers actually referred to that. And and they were talking about, you know, we're lawyers and our whole industry is based on this element of trust. And yet here we are sort of being monitored and watched and every breath I take and everything I do is actively monitored by the software. Now, granted, it's software, so it's not like a person is watching every breath you take, but it is actively like somebody's looking over your shoulder at all times just while you're trying to do your job. So in the case of Carrie, she was made aware of the surveillance requirement. She was sort of actively participating in it. But in some cases, workers don't even know they're being tracked. You spoke with another worker named David who had this experience, right? So he used to work in the office. The pandemic forced him to work from home, as did most of us. As he was working from home, they switched to the software. And they said, "Okay, we're going to be using some new software. You know, just download it. No big deal. He had no concept of what this actually meant until one day he was clicking around to try to get to know the software, try to get to where he was supposed to be. And he had his headset on and all of a sudden his boss came over the headset and said, you know, let me help you out. You want to click here and here to get to where you're trying to go. And for David, that was a very shocking experience because he didn't know that he was being watched. He thought he was just checking out his computer. And then he was also very concerned about what that meant in terms of his household. Um, He was working from home. He has a wife who was at home, who was taking care of the children. His children could have been in the background. He was very concerned. So he did go to the office and he found out more information. 
sure enough, this software would allow the employer to record things if they wanted to. They had access to the audio around him. And at any time, that could be taken. So if he was on his laptop, took a short break, turned to his wife and wanted to talk about some sensitive banking information, that's something his employer could potentially hear. And so David is a worker that I think is a more traditional experience for a lot of folks who end up with surveillance software or using surveillance software with their employers. What we found is that when you have a work device, so that's a device given to you by your employer, whether it's a laptop or an iPad or a phone, it could come with this software already on it without you knowing, without you necessarily saying, yes, I agree to be surveilled at all times. And what you may not be aware of is that you actually did agree to that when you signed your contract. Another thing that stood out to me from reading your article is this idea that employers might use tracking data for more than just watching to see if you're working. They can use it to pick out patterns like which employees working the hardest or how certain coworkers are getting along. How is monitoring software becoming more sophisticated and how might bosses use the data they collect in the future? So we spoke to experts at market research firm Gartner, and they're watching the trends of the software. And they're saying, yes, not only is the usage of the software going up and more employers are looking to do this given the growing interest in remote work, but also the sophistication of these tools are increasing. And that means that the tools may not only be able to say, okay, Danielle worked nine hours today, and here's a few screenshots of what she did all day, but also, as you mentioned, pick out patterns. So in these meetings, Danielle was maybe less or more active and she struggles with these things. And anytime Danielle talks, she helps people become more active. Or when she talks, she brings down other people and it's causing conflict uh, among team members. Um, so the software will actually use the data to provide insights that will allow employers to make actual decisions to say, okay, maybe we need to talk to Danielle or Danielle is really one of our best employees. Maybe we need to look at different things, which opens a whole new bag of questions, right? What if it's wrong? Or what if, if Danielle's being misinterpreted or how well is the software gauging how these interactions are going? And is there any bias built in? So a lot more sophisticated software that will give employers a lot more tools to make actions and decisions versus just looking at the data, but also a lot more questions. So it sounds like what you're talking about is actually automation of some of the manager's roles. It used to be we would go to an office and managers could look over your shoulder to see if you were working or, you know, they could talk to you and talk to coworkers to sort of find out what those patterns were and how you were getting along with other people. But of course, the pandemic came. A lot of us had to go home. Is it fair to say that surveillance has increased with remote work or has surveillance at the office always been common and now it just looks different because we're working remotely? So the answer to that is yes and yes. Um, this software has existed for a while and it is looking different and bringing up different questions now that we're in a remote environment. That said, Gartner did tell us that large employers using the software doubled during the pandemic. So it is growing. People sent their people home and said, how do we make sure they're working? So more people are using it. And Gartner added that that is expected to only grow to 70% in the next three years. 
So we're talking about a lot of people using this. Now, granted, that doesn't mean a lot of people are going to use it all in the same way. Some employers we talk to just use it for like a time card situation. We just want you to clock in, clock out, and it just tracks whether you're actually on your laptop. You're, you're not logging in, the laptop's going dead for nine hours. But other employers are using it for screenshots and monitoring and audio. And so it, it's really dependent on the employer. We've been talking a lot about office workers. Like you said, this is software that's primarily being used for office workers. But what about workers in other fields? So this story, we did focus on office workers um, and what it looked like specifically for people who were used to being in a cube all day and were sent home. That said, it's been well documented that this is happening across industries. Um, You know, Amazon being a a prime example of your every breath, your every minute, your every bathroom break is logged and surveilled. So, yes, we are seeing the rise in office workers, but it is happening in other industries as well. Do you think that we should expect this level of surveillance to become the new normal and Is there anything workers can do to kind of better inform themselves or sort of uh, have a little bit more agency in in how they're being surveilled? Well, if we base our answer solely on the Gartner trends, Gartner is basically saying, yes, this is becoming more common. It's going to become more and more accepted across industries, and it might just be a part of your job. That said, there are ways to protect yourself if you're a worker, right? One of the ways is just to make sure that you are not doing anything personal on a work device. So if your employer gives you a laptop or a phone, you keep that completely work-related because even if you don't know that there's anything on there, there could be. So don't check your bank account. If you get an alert, don't look at it. You can look at that on your personal iPad or your laptop or, or your phone. You know, the unfortunate part about this situation is employers really do have the upper hand, especially if you're signing paperwork that has the fine print that you're not reading. So make sure you're reading your contracts, make sure you know exactly what's involved in there, exactly what that means, because you might not have much legal recourse if you are recorded at home or there is sensitive information that you didn't want getting out going to your employer. Well, these tips are helpful and the whole story is a little bit terrifying, but thank you so much for joining us, Danielle. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Rico Daily. My name is Adam Clark Estes. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Paul Robert Mouncey. <laughs>